Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spavi here. And we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. And on today's episode, Aaron, what are we discussing? We're having a very Vince Vaughn Christmas episode where we're discussing two Vince Vaughn films, one of which is For Christmas, For Christmases, and the other is uh, uh, Fred, Fred Claus. Um, I can't think of any other Vince Vaughn Christmas movies, actually. Um, I think, I think those is it. I think that's the only two. He did them Probably back for the back years, too. Oh, wow. Um, but we're going to deal with first Four Christmases. It's a weird title. And yeah, we're going to get into it. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, Brandon has like a silhouette. It's like he's in the, it's almost like you're in a uh, protective services and you don't want folks to know. That, oh, there you are. You kind of lighten up right there a little bit. There we go. I'm lightening up. Maybe it's the camera. Maybe it's the camera. Don't touch your camera. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. There you go. Man, but now it's dark. darker again. It, yeah, you, it's your, it's your, it's your lack of pigment or the or the um, essence of it. Um, maybe you can. I'm white, Aaron. I'm white. Try <laughs> <laughs> uh, putting your hand up to the camera real quick. All right. Uh, well, I was gonna say because you can maybe white balance with your hand uh, to make your. Uh, it's just because you're wearing a hat. You dark. You're wearing dark clothes. You just you're gonna be dark branded today. That's okay. It's all right. You're gonna be Fred. Dark Claus. and moody Vince Vaughn. There we go. There you go. <laughs> um, first one we're gonna deal with because I don't know because I liked it the least. <laughs> you like it the least. Four Christmases. Four, Four Christmases. Christmases. I like there's the aspects of it. I like it better than Fred Claus. And there's other aspects I like better than, than Fred Claus. And I do this. But you're going to uh, be very couple, surprised with my numbers for both yeah, of I them. will be. I imagine you give them high ratings. Um, I will. A couple, I'm the only person in the world that will, but I will do it. Well, yeah, it's, it's to each of their own. A couple struggles to visit all four of their divorced parents on Christmas. Uh, this movie stars Reese Witherspoon as Kate. Uh, Vince Vaughn is Brad. They work really well together, by the way. Uh, and um, Mary uh, Stenber- Steenberger as Marilyn. Uh, Robert Duvall. I love old Robert Duvall. As Howard. Sissy Spacek as Paula. Uh, John Voight as Creek. Creek. Creighton. Creighton. That'd be um, um, Kate's dad. The star of the show, John Favreau, is Denver. He's the star of the show. Um, and Dwight Yoakam is Pastor Phil. You have Tim McGraw as Dallas. Kristen uh, Chenoweth as Courtney. And then Kate Mixon as Susan. And then there's other people in what the family. In that. This is a huge cast for a 90-minute movie. <laughs> yeah, Skyler. The, one of the kids that played one of uh, 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 John, um, John Favreau's sons went on to be in like – an actor like being other stuff, you know, the kid to play Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, he went on to be in like um, the the uh, vacation movie, the the remake of uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, vacation. No, I, I know it's not your vacation. <laughs> uh, 
uh, licorice pizza, uh, the Sterling, uh, the Sterling, Sterling. He's been on. He's been on a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, he went on to be in some movies. But no, that's not your vacation film. I understand. It's not. I, I personally like some aspects of it, just like the way you feel about. I like the Christmas. cameos. Yeah. <laughs> so you like Chevy Chase being in it, and and, and, uh, and yeah, and uh, and and Chris Hemsworth, I assume. Was he in that? Yes, he's, he he cameos in it. I I don't remember. It's but, a forgettable film for me. So, <laughs> uh, what numbers do you have for uh, for Christmases? Oh man, this is gonna be so beautiful. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's got a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. It's got a 65% on Just Watch, whatever that is. It's got a 72% on Google. Now, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's going to get bad. Uh, it's got a 25% on the tomato meter with a 47% audience score. But the, yeah, this has better scores, I do believe, than Fred Claus. I assume so. Uh, but, so this show, this movie's about uh couple Kate uh and I'm just gonna call Vince and um Reese uh Brad aka Orlando um so we find that out later but they essentially are young youngish couple who um don't have any prospect of marrying one another or having children they just wanna just have fun and they, they do little things like role playing uh, they go on vacation versus spending time with their family on Christmas and holidays. They just love to do those type of things, but then they get snowed in. The trips get canceled because of the fog, right? And that's no fog. Yeah, fog. To me, this and, was a better version of Christmas with the Cranks because it had I agree. similar plot points. Uh, I prefer this version better. I think they are a better couple than Tim Allen and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, although I don't hate Christmas with the Cranks, I just think this they're at this idea of them spending the holidays in Fiji, which is the same place that uh Tim and Jamie Lee was going. Um, I just feel that the chemistry is better and the overall story is better. Uh, it's chaotic when they meet with their families, though, it's very chaotic. Um, now you got me curious about something Christmas with the Cranks came out in 2004. And this movie came out in 2008. Do, do you feel like uh, the, the studio was like, I think we can redo Christmas with the Cranks, but better, essentially. Like, like what about if we make Christmas with the Cranks, but instead of them having people come to them for Christmas, but they're going to visit their families for Christmas? Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's the same. I was thinking that way while I was watching the two, Brandon, is that yeah, it felt a lot like Christmas with the Cranks, and then, uh, and I was actually as parts of it, I was wondering what's, what was going to happen, but I was misremembering. I was actually remembering Christmas with the Cranks instead. But um, yeah, uh, but my favorite house out of all the houses that they visit would be uh, Brad's father's house. Oh yeah, uh, with with uh, Robert Duvall, with the great John Favreau, who, who's who's a comedic genius. And uh, and Tim McGraw, who was actually pretty pretty, he's pretty funny in there. Uh, he's not he's not John Favreau. Favreau, he no. just kind of, he's like he plays intense so well. He's like and, and so believable. Like he, you believe that this guy is really like what you know 
this type of guy. So he made it really fun. Uh, John Favreau did for me. Yeah. I really enjoyed the reunion between John and Vince because I believe they started off in Swingers together. You know, they had a couple movies early on together. Uh, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he directed Vince in The Breakup. I know he made a little appearance in it, but I think he also directed that movie. So it was just fun to see those two. I, I miss that because when I was a teenager, you were probably a little older than me, but Vince Vaughn and John. Hey, Biff, Biff, blah, blah. <laughs> the Hobbit. Hey. <laughs> All right, Randy. What he meant to say. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. See, I told you my energy levels would pick up. <laughs> Yeah, well, it took it took the hobby to do it. Um, but uh, but no, uh, yeah, I agree. I forgot that um, Vincent and uh, John Favreau, like, there was in um, yeah, that movie you mentioned. Uh, I forget what Swingers. I felt like there's in another movie as well together. They had like two or three of them. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, you forget about that man. like they must be old school like friends, like kind of like and they were together of, in Rudy as well. Really, they were yeah. in Rudy. Vince Vaughn was in Rudy. John yeah. Favreau's in Rudy. I didn't yeah, even know he's he actually best friend. When I when he's going to Notre Dame, he's just like his best friend. To Sean Astin, I had no idea. I had no idea. Oh, I love that movie. Literally, I literally, know. I don't remember nothing about Rudy at all, other than don't he get hurt, or maybe I'm remembering Lucas. No, nah, he didn't get hurt. Nah. He just he winning the game. Until the he helped win the game, game, didn't he? What now? Yeah. Didn't he help win the game or something? And no, he didn't win the game. He just he got to play the last play of the game. Oh. Okay. But it was a big yeah. deal for him. I mean, that's all he wanted to do his whole life was play for Notre Dame. I'm glad it happened for Rudy. I wonder what happened to the guy now. It's he's I probably mean, famous. It's, He's semi-famous. He, he wrote a book about it, and he does uh, some kind of public speaking, you know. So, I mean, you know, he, he's semi-famous. It used, they used to make us watch Rudy, like, every school year. Really? For some reason. Yes, in school. I watched Rudy in school. I don't know why. I don't know why to this day. And I don't remember the movie because I just was like, when I seen him as a kid, you got to understand, I saw uh, Sean Astin as just like Mike, uh, Mikey or whatever from uh, Goonies. And yeah. so I immediately was like, I'd rather watch Goonies. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, what is this? I'd rather watch Goonies. Give me Goonies, not this. And I didn't like football, so it really didn't. I, I was like, I didn't. I don't care. But <laughs> no offense, Rudy. If you want to come on the podcast, we'll let it happen. But anyway. <laughs> and would allow anyone to come on the podcast that's got some name and recognition. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> Cold hard facts. <laughs> but uh but uh, yeah, no, uh Dallas and Denver, the the brothers that are uh UFC trained fighters, uh and essentially I think it would have been better if they had been just wrestlers. I, I wish that they were more of because what they do is more wrestling moves than they do like UFC moves. Other than yeah. uh, the uh, arm bar, the the arm like uh, you think of Ronda Rousey's finishing. Although she does like a no Brock Lesnar didn't he used to do a version of the, like the arm thing. Yeah, the arm bar, but uh, but obviously you wouldn't put it on the part of the bone that you put it on that you could snap. Uh, but yeah, 
I mean, <laughs> and then, I never noticed that he gives him a dollar after he does that. Like he pumps and then he gives him a dollar because I guess he gets them off. Like it's the weirdest thing, man. It's weird, man. You know, I always took it as he was kind of replaying his character from Friends, who he got trained by the UFC. He was no good at it, but he got trained. So I was always, and I thought that was a connection with Reese Witherspoon as well, because she was on Friends for a little bit. So uh, she's Rachel's Rachel's sister. Sister, yeah. Nobody remembers that Reese Witherspoon is actually Rachel's sister. She was like an unknown at the time, I think, when she came on the show, or very or very young. It, was, uh, it may have been after Cruel Intentions, but she was early. It was early stages of her career when she was on that show. How do you feel about uh, some of the other family members that we made at uh, uh, Brad's father's house? Um, being Brad's father himself, Howard, played by the the legendary Robert Duvall. Um, and Robert's so good, man. I love Robert. He's so seamless, isn't he? He's so real. Yeah. Yeah, everything he does, he's just you love you. You gravitate towards him. I mean, you, you can't help it. And 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 Brad's family is a kind of a lot a lot like my family, <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, Brandon is on the podcast. <laughs> in a sense, in a sense, uh, I'm not gonna say anything else. But in a sense, they are they reminded me of certain members of my family. So. Are you Brad? Are you Brad in this scenario? I didn't change my name, but I, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> I want I want all the I want all the tea on this one. Uh, but so we also have in this household, uh, you have uh, like I said, Dallas Tim McGraw. Uh, Tim Tim has stepped his game up when it comes to acting. I think that he's he's really yeah, doing yes. a really good job. I I. I I remember him in uh, was it Friday Night Lights or was it uh, Varsity Blues? One of them was it Varsity Blues? It wasn't Varsity Blues. He wasn't in that. Friday Night Lights. You sure? Oh, I'm sure he was. I thought he was. The, you sure he wasn't uh, the father of uh, uh, James Vanderbeek? No, that was a weird looking dude with the mustache, bald head. Wasn't country sensation Tim McGraw. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm. I know he was in something. Uh, he was in Blindside, of course. Yeah, he was Friday in Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Okay. Come on, I know That's my James Vanderbeek movies. You know, he doesn't have yeah. many. <laughs> but I know the few, the few he's done. Yeah, That's true. You know his movies. Uh, but so, yeah, Tim, uh, do you feel like he... I mean, it's probably fairly early in his career, so you feel like he was like... Or, or was he just as subdued because his character was kind of you know like more quiet? I this, but uh, when I was watching it last night, I didn't I didn't realize it was Tim McGraw. I actually thought it was Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> 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 I did, I did. Just the way he looked, it just looks he looked like Billy Ray Cyrus to me. Didn't speak like him, but his, his facial expressions, I just saw Billy Ray. That's a big insult. So- I do believe. <laughs> Oh well, I love. I'm a Tim McGraw guy, honestly. I, I, I mean, music wise, I enjoy Tim McGraw. Um, but yeah, uh, also he's not the only musical person that. Well, not in that house. So, so uh, Dallas is not Dallas, but Denver's wife is Katie Mixon. I love the scene with. 
uh, her talking like like her her nipples and and uh, and and Re- with, it's so uncomfortable with Reese Witherspoon. And the whole the whole visit was uncomfortable. Like you could tell she was uncomfortable. Like her like with Brad getting beat up. <laughs> you know she's like, what in the world is going on here? It's like yeah. chaos compared to her household. So. You, it was Brad pretty much grew up like a, a, a redneck essentially, right? Like yeah, lower, lower class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So nothing really major happened there, other than uh, she uh, they, she gave the baby a concussion um, when they tried to hang the satellite dish. <laughs> or his, Which uh, I love, love the satellite dish scene. So, he, I mean, he it. He said, "I don't want a satellite." He said, "It's not satellite. It's satellite dish." But yeah, I love like they play really well off one another. Um, but yeah, so the next house that we visited was uh, Reese's mom. Uh, Reese's mother, who is played by Mary Steinberger, who is married to. I was married to uh, your boy, Ted Danson. It's Ted Danson's wife. How was it? Uh, I don't know. I don't the know people, so. no, well, the reason why I know that, I might be wrong, but the reason why I know that is because I watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, and so she's on that show. Uh, and uh, I think that she, because she's the real-life wife of... Uh, or she was at one point. I don't know how. I don't know if I'm accurate on that. But Mary Steinberger, is, did I say her name right? Probably. I probably would have said like Steinberger. So, <laughs> so you probably um, you probably saying it right. Uh, but yeah, she was. Uh, she played. She showed up in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, in a funny first time she showed up. It was funny. Uh, she was like a, she was the wife of one of the one of the people, I think Ted Danson or something like that. I might be wrong, uh, but she was the wife. Yeah, it's Ted Danson. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a spouse, uh, Ted Danson. But uh, she shows up, and uh, Larry David has a kind of has a crush on her, and so he, you know, but he's married too, so it's kind of awkward. Uh, but. It's just it's just a funny scene. Uh, Ted Danson's hilarious in that show as well. Uh, but Mary Stein, Steinberger, hopefully Steinberger, I don't know, Miss Mary. But I love, I've always been a fan of hers. Uh, like, I love her when she pops up and stuff. Um, now, I don't feel like she was really utilized well in this film. Well, she was the one that had to crush on the old preacher, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dwight Yoakum. Dwight Yoakum, yeah. Oh, well, that's I don't funny, like Dwight, so. though. Like in any way he does. You just don't like Dwight Yoakum? I don't like Dwight Yoakum. No, I, something about him. I didn't like him in Sling Blade. I don't like him in this. Didn't he do that movie with Jodie Foster about the house being on lockdown or something? Any, I don't know what it's called. It was a big movie back then. <laughs> But you I don't, just like, don't like the white yoga. I don't like <laughs> music don't like... either. I don't. I don't. I just. I'm not a fan of the white yoga. I like. I like guitars and Cadillacs. I think that's a really, really cool song. Uh, but I can't name 
any other Dwight Yoakam songs. I just know that one. Uh, but uh, yeah, she, he was in Wedding Crashes as well. Well, well, well the Sling Blade, like you mentioned, Crank. Uh, uh, it says Terminator Dark. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. No, let's not. Let's not. Let's let me not get anything wrong because Brandon is about to jump through this screen at me. <laughs> He's not in Terminator. I'm sorry, Brandon. But no, but my point, your point, and I agree with you. I'm not a huge Dwight Yoakam fan. That like that part could have easily been played by somebody else and somebody better that I would rather have seen, not Dwight Yoakam. But maybe it's because nobody likes Dwight Yoakam and nobody's supposed to really like this Pastor Phil. I mean, are, are are we supposed to like him? I don't understand. I mean, I don't think you dislike him, but he, he wasn't written well. Now that you know, we're, we're talking about it, a lot of the characters weren't written well. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the movie loses thing. Like it starts off real well at uh, the first house with Robert, uh, and I think that the second house it was still okay, but once they left the house to go to the church, I felt like. It wasn't. It lost some steam for me, uh, and I like to talk about that as well. But we also have uh, John playing her um, Reese Witherspoon's sister, Kristen Chenoweth, who is a legendary Broadway performer and actress as well. Um, but she, she's always I've always liked her, and so I forgot she's even in this movie actually. Um, like, I haven't seen the movie in a couple of years, so I literally forgot that she's in it. But I like her. Uh, I like her in some things. I hadn't seen her in every, a lot of stuff. But I want to talk about the nativity scene. scene. Brandon. Oh. That was the chunkiest little baby Jesus. No, it's not the reason. But I did love... Do you feel like, how did you feel about Vince Vaughn's performance? Uh, well, before we get there, we have like Vince Vaughn. I love his his dry heaving from, from the vomit. I thought that was great. Yeah. What did you think about that? No, I thought it was great. I mean, it, overall, though, um, as far as performance, uh, I, I actually, uh, you know, I don't look at Vince Vaughn as a, co- a comedic actor. I never have. And somehow, another way, he became this comedic actor, and I, I do love him in this movie, and I loved him in Fred Claus and Dodgeball, but I felt he was more funny in this one than anything I've ever seen. Honestly, it, I, I liked his character a lot. So, um, what about Night Watch or uh, uh, Neighborhood Watch or whatever that that movie is? Oh, he you remember that one. That? Ben Stiller, you know, and Hill. Yeah, yeah, he's in there. I, I would have to rewatch it. I didn't like it when I first saw it. It made one of my worst um, films of the year that year. So, um, I just thought um, the movie was unfunny. It just you had all these great talents. I actually forgot he was in that movie. I remember Ben and Jonah, and Jonah was the main <laughs> reason I wanted to see it because Jonah Hill. But you know, Philfer says Vince Vaughn is. And freaky acting like fifteen year old girl was hilarious. Yeah. I agree. Now that's one. That's my biggest gripe about Vince Vaughn. It's not great, but Vince Vaughn plays himself in a lot of like that same neurotic, not neurotic, but like fast talking, uh, just sarcastic type of 
character. That's the character he plays. And I think that what I liked about Freaky so much is that he played against that type, especially as a serial killer portion of it. But then like when he becomes a girl, he he performed like he was like a 16, 15 year old girl, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I loved that. I loved that. Like that's that was like one of my favorite movies that came out of was it last year? Uh, I want to say it was twenty twenty, but I may be wrong. I yeah, saw it last year. Yeah, but yeah, um, but I think that like the scene with the church and uh, and like Vince Vaughn, that was funny. Like like it was funny, you know, uh, like like getting high off of the the performing. In front yeah. of the crowd, and you know, and like, baby, take this and swaddle that baby, you know, or you know, and then like, there, you give it, you unfit mother. I will swaddle him, and I will keep him and guide him. You know, just so dumb, just like just well, hamming it like up. He took it seriously, you know. <laughs> Once he got up there, he was taking it seriously, and she couldn't remember her lines, and he, he remembered. Well, good for you. I remember both of our lines. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> Oh, I was like, I, I like that he took it seriously. Yeah, we should name him Jesus. You know, you know, uh, it's funny. Uh, yeah, it was funny, man. Uh, but like that scene was funny. I felt like after that, that's when things kind of went downhill for me. Because uh, like I don't really remember the house with Sissy Spacek other than like she's dating a young guy. Who used which, to be his best friend. Yeah, that guy, that would get on my nerves, like literally. He, and he talked to him like, hey, can I give you gas money? Like, dude, man, he said we used to smell each other's hands. <laughs> he said, now you're sitting here dating my mom? Like, you like, you know, having sex with my mom? He said, no, bro, that's not, we're not friends no more, man. This is not happening. Which, <laughs> I agree with him. It would, it, would be, it would be hard, bro. It'd be hard. It'd be, it'd be hard to be friends with somebody that was dating your mom you know, that you were really close with and now they've moved into like the stepdaddy role. <laughs> Just, it'd be awkward, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but ultimately I felt like those scenes kind of, I, I felt like after that and the, and the last house, like I literally don't remember anything about uh, John Voigt, John Voigt's house. Uh, well, like I think them that was uh... Mainly just for the setup that, that they were breaking up, and John Voigt was supposed to give her some fatherly advice because he kind of skipped out on his family, which is kind of a true story with John Voigt. He kind of skipped out on his family. Um, but I, I'm like privy to a lot of stuff. John Voigt, he's literally there when Natalie Wood died, so he's man, his life is a strange story of John Voigt. Did you know yeah. that? I did not know he was no. I did not know that. Yeah, when Natalie Voigt, uh, Natalie uh, Natalie Wood uh, drowned suspiciously, he was the other person that's on the boat. Him and Natalie Wood's husband, they were there. They survived. She didn't. As they said, it was an accident. But also, Natalie and her husband was arguing the day before. Yeah, somebody got murdered. But okay. Well, this took a dark turn. <laughs> I just know I don't know anything true, really personal, other than him and Angelina are don't speak, you know. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't know anything like that. 
Murder, she wrote, says Bilfer. You know, the thing is, man, uh, I never really, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've never been a big John Voight fan. Like I didn't like him. In, I didn't like him in Anacondas uh, or Anaconda. I didn't. I never really like. I never enjoyed John Voight. Now he's a good actor though. Like uh, I think he was actually in Friday Night Lights, wasn't he? Was he no, the coach in there? You got it reversed <laughs> again. He's in Varsity Blues. I know he's the coach somewhere. Is Both, he, right, Varsity Blues. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, in movie. Which he, he, he was good in there. He was good in there. He because he's so hateful. And you yeah. want it, you just like despise him, but he wants to win. Uh, but yeah, I just don't like. I just don't like John Boyd. Just he me works in Anaconda. You know, I can't wait for him to die. I thought it was like... the best part about that movie. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, his character made the movie flow better, in my opinion. Can you read that for me? John Voight in Champ and Midnight Cowboy was amazing. I haven't seen I've never him. seen Midnight. Is that the one with John Travolta? Nah. I would have seen it. <laughs> but no, no. I don't think they've ever worked together. I liked him in Deliverance, though, with Burt Reynolds. I did like him in Deliverance. I did yeah. like Deliverance. But I liked it because of Burt. And I liked it because of uh, Ed. No, what's his name? Ned Bating. Ned, Ned Bating? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that movie. Uh, Deliverance is like uh, it's a hard movie to watch, uh, but yeah, it's a good movie though. Um, but yeah, so yeah, okay, so that's the main emphasis. So they break up for those that don't are keeping score. They break up because, huh? She wants to have kids now. Yeah, you know, she saw him and, carrying that baby and. He, Midnight Cowboy, 1969, first rated X to win the Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Oof. I wonder why it's rated X. I guess you'll tell us. Um, this dude has seen movies. Um, he's, in, uh, he's in Runaway Train with Eric Roberts. I thought that was pretty good. Runaway Train never come back. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think that the... Uh, Ultimately, so they break up because, yeah, uh, she wants to have children and, and progress the relationship. And he's just he's fine with it being where it is. But he's fine that way because he's in he's dealt with the divorce of his family and, and he doesn't like what is done to him. And so he pushes it away because he doesn't want to experience that. But uh, but but yeah. re, but eventually he comes to realize what he wants her more than anything else. So he'd rather make her happy. Um, which the end of the movie is them having a baby and they didn't let the family know. Kind of call back to the beginning of the movie, I guess. Uh, but yeah. And the news comes in there to let people know. It sets up for like a sequel, but that clearly never happened. <laughs> no. At no. All. no. I guess it was a box office flop, right? Yeah. Fair Claus was the hit, and this was the flop. It's crazy to think that, but uh, but but I have reasons why I like Fair Claus over this movie. It's just simple. Paul Giamatti, he's gold. I love Paul Giamatti. Uh, I love them them working together. It just I loved it. I loved everything about it. I love Paul Giamatti. I'm just a Paul Giamatti guy. So, 
But you ready to give your your score? uh, All right. Uh, What's your score? Oh, I'm I'm so surprised. Oh yeah, it's 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 up there. I'm gonna give it four out of five because I, I really love the chemistry between Reese and Vince. I love their story. I love Robert Duvall and and like when Vince goes and talks to him after they break up and you know he's kind of proud of him, but I felt he was proud in a sarcastic way, like you're an idiot. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna praise you a little bit too because you know I divorced your mama. <laughs> no, and I, I don't know. He said, "He said uh, I don't want to speak ill of your mother, but she's a horse." <laughs> like, oh my goodness, <laughs> bro, man! She left like, her career. Uh, she left her family. Robert Duvall he was, was so a waitress, great. Dad. That's not a career. That's a job. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Duvall was great in this movie. Um, you can tell the boys was raised by uh, in, by. Uh, and then Vince Vaughn is like sensitive because he was raised by Sister Spacek more. Uh, he, she, he gravitated towards her, yeah. uh, which I love it, man. Uh, I love that, but I give it, I'm gonna give it two point, I'm gonna give it two and a half markers out of five, uh, because I, I thought that it lo- left lost steam. Uh, I'll adjust it to three, I'll adjust it to three. Because you the people, the people, no, 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 I just the three. Because the people in the movie that stood out that made me love it more is Vince Vaughn, obviously. Reese Witherspoon wasn't bad. Uh, I always like Reese Witherspoon, uh, and she's natural, she's always natural. People don't think about that. Reese Witherspoon is so good at playing just a natural, real life character, like real life person. Uh, and I and I give her credit for that. But yeah, Reese, Vince, Robert, and uh, and John Voight—not John Voight, Jesus, John Favreau—they uh, uh, they really did it for me. Um, I just, I just wish the script was a little tighter, and I wish that uh, they could have shaved off time in some of the place, some of the things to kind of make it a little bit more. Well, it's only ninety minutes, though. I mean, yeah, like like the. The stuff at the church didn't really need to happen. Uh, you know, it was a good scene, but it doesn't really add anything other than, you know, maybe her baby fever that she's experiencing. Uh, but, yeah, three. I'm going to settle for three. Yeah. All right. All right. Next, we're moving on to the other Vince Vaughn Christmas movie, unless Billford knows of anything else, feel free to let us know. You might know something that's, that is obscure, like the man who fought the Martians, Part Five, or something. Um, uh, Fred Claus came out in 2007, a year prior to this. This is when Vince was still pretty goad in the box office, I guess. Um, Fred Claus, Santa's better older brother is forced to move to the North Pole to help Santa and the elves prepare for Christmas in exchange for cash. Starring Vince Vaughn as Fred Claus, Paul Giamani as Nick Santa Claus, Elizabeth Banks as Charlene, smoking in this movie. Uh, John Michael Higgins, is, is that the guy? Higgins, yeah. Um, is Willie the elf? Uh, and then you have 
Miranda Richardson as Annette Claus, and then Rachel Weiss. And did he just say and Rachel? He's forgetting one other big name, <laughs> and it's the elephant in the room. We Ooh, have Ludacris? never talked about this guy. Oh, oh, no, no, Lucas. Kevin Spacing. There we go. We mentioned his name. Fine. <laughs> I forgot about. It. Literally, I forgot he was in this movie, and really? I forgot that Ludacris was in this movie. I forgot a lot of people was in this movie. Um, that kid actor in this movie, I thought he'd grow go on to be fairly prominent and stuff, but he never really did. He's always so small, man. I wonder what happened to that kid. Uh, but anyway, it's neither it's neither here nor there. He was in role models. That kid was. Uh, anyway, Fred Claus. What I don't like about it. Let me say this first: the opening stuff, because it doesn't don't really explain how Fred, Fred makes it more to the modern world. Uh, versus, like, where they were before, it seems like it's way back over centuries ago. Yeah. And he's been alive for over centuries ago, you know? He's just kind of a, yeah. So Fred is... The whole family is immortal. immortal. <laughs> Kathy oh, Bates, wow. you know, she's she was there back then, too, and she's there now. She looks I the same, mention, though. As she I forgot to mention in. Kathy Bates. I literally forgot to mention Kathy Bates in this movie. Uh, I always, I've always enjoyed Kathy Bates, um, but uh, yeah. So, oh, Kevin Spacey is in this, but yeah, <laughs> we're gonna talk about Fred Claus. I think yeah, that Dilfer, you're right. It was, it was, it was the best montage. Uh, Fred Claus song "Rubbernecking Song" by Elvis, all time music montage. Yeah, um, I noticed that. One thing that I noticed this movie had that it took me out of the movie immediately was a lot of cartoonish sounds. Did you notice that? Like when people running and and sliding over the cards, they have like cartoon noises, like like the like the you know like you know those cartoon noises I'm referring to. Like, yeah, I'm oh, not, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Like when they're sliding, like on marbles or whatever else, it's just like a lot of that cartoon noise and. Maybe it's because they marketed it for kids, but it can go over the kids' heads, I think, you know. Um, but well, it's a it's a fun concept. Yeah, frankly, yeah. If if imagine being Santa Claus' brother, uh, and the only other thing I can kind of compare it to is imagine being Jesus's brother. That would be like you gotta feel. You know he's Jesus. Jesus is perfect. So you have you, you know, you mess up all the time. And then you look at your brother and you're like, oh, I can't stand this guy. <laughs> Walking on water all day long. Wow. Turn water into wine. Man, commanding seas. And I'm just really trying to take care of the sheep. I don't know. I'm just playing. But anyway. I just think it'd be like a funny concept. So it's a funny idea of thinking about Santa Claus has a brother and his brother is kind of a a mess up, you know. A, a, yeah, I mean, he's human. A, yeah. <laughs> and his brother's above that, you know. 
but we, you talked a little bit about the beginning and what really started this. I don't want to say feud, but I don't even want to say jealousy. I don't feel it's truly jealousy. It's just he gets overlooked no matter what he does. And he tries to do good. He gave him a present. And what does his brother do with the present? He gives it to people that need it more. So that made him yeah, make yeah. It's like, I give you this and you're just going to give it away. And he, then said, the said, who, 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 he said, who needs a, who needs a, a, a book called Nicholas? You know, who else needs a book named, with the name Nicholas on it? It's just like, it, which is a valid point. Like, I was like, yeah, who, it's literally a pointless gift to give somebody else unless their name is Nicholas. Yeah. But, but the tree really did it because he, he had his little bird and, you know, this little birdhouse and chirp chirp. And Nicholas comes in and cuts it down for him. <laughs> like, it's like he didn't grasp how important. It wasn't necessarily the tree. It was the, it was the bird. It was the bird went on. He never saw him again. Uh, so um, I, you know, I understand Fred's dilemma here. I, I think anyone watches movies going to understand, you know, but I didn't even put that up. Um, but yeah. Uh, so one thing that I wanted to mention uh, was like, that scene kind of saddened me when, uh, when Fred threw the apple with his brother, uh, and hit the back of his head. Just and you can look in the kid, that kid actor's face, the sadness that that was on his face, like that his brother would hurt him. Um, and and one thing, I, Paul Giamatti's brilliant in his movie. It's like you feel, you feel like he actually loves and cares for this man, yeah. and you know, and uh, and and that he he's just always to to being. Him being Santa Claus is one thing, but for Santa Claus, but for Nick, Nick Claus, his biggest, his big brother is like, it's, he's like, it's like he looks up to him. It's like his, you know, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful sentiment. Um, you yeah. know, that's why, that's what I, I um, gravitated towards with this film. But the lovely Rachel Weiss. In this movie, I, I I like her. I don't like her as much in here. You know what I mean? Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. Well, she doesn't have a lot to do. Her character wasn't well written. I did love the cameo by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, though. <laughs> but yes, he's in this movie. Yeah, freaking Negan is in this movie. I didn't even realize he was in this movie. That's about time he's uh, been Supernatural, I believe. First season, at least. No, he, that's past that. That's past that. Past supernatural. Uh, he he was already gone by then, but he looks like the father from Supernatural, John Winchester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different hairstyle and everything. So I was like, so I gravitated towards that. Like I was like, that's John Winchester, you know, because that's the Timothy Morgan I remember the most. I think Negan, like he he has cemented himself so well as Negan. That no matter what I see him in, I, I immediately think Negan. He just, he's just like he's so good, man. I love. He he, a, he's also was he in he, ER a, or Grey's Anatomy? Uh, I know he's might have been. Might have been Grey's. I don't think he was in ER. He did. He did show up on uh, The Good Wife in the later seasons uh, as the love interest of of uh, of Alicia Florrick. Um, yeah. Yes. I watch Good Wife. Judge me if you want to. It's a good show. 
I'm a massive fan of Dawson's Creek. Who am I going to judge? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, and then you have uh, Elizabeth Banks. She was pretty much just in here for for eye candy, I guess. I, I also felt like you like looking at her though. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know all that is. to be honest, but you know, to each his own. Yeah, yeah, to me it's young. But uh, but yeah, um but I also felt like I felt like they like some things that they wouldn't do today in this movie that they like some things they did in this movie they wouldn't do today. One cast Kevin Spacey. Uh two <laughs> I'm just playing. But uh two You're right though. They, <laughs> two they would actually probably get little people like like to play uh like the elves. You know, if they're going to have, instead of like shrinking, yeah, instead of shrinking down actual tall actors and making them play this, they would just cast, because representation is everything now in in, uh, in the industry. And I think that they would rather have somebody that truly is it. I think they had a few of them, but the main people that stood out is uh, John Michael Higgins, who, he, I mean, he's a guy. I don't. I'm not a big fan of his. Like I've seen him and stuff. I've never really gravitated towards him. Uh, uh, he's the one that played Willie. Yeah. I never really gravitated towards him in anything. Really. Like I mean, he's not bad. He's not a bad actor. He does his. He does his. He understands his assignment. He does well. But I'm just not huge. Of people like David Paymer. Like you recognize the face, but you don't really know a lot that he's done. Like I forgot he was in No Holds Barred when we reviewed that. Like, oh man, he's done a lot. He's been around forever, uh, and I know he did a lot of action films. But these kind of dorky characters, but he, he's got that kind of face that you just, oh, I, I know him from someone, something, but I don't know what, you know. And this guy has that face. I forgot he was yeah. in Elf until he came on the screen. It's like, oh yeah, I know this guy. Don't know what from, but I know him. So yeah, I feel like he's one of those type of actors. Actors, yeah, I agree with you. He is, he's, he's that he's one of those that guy that was in that one movie, yeah, but you don't remember what movie it is. Um, but uh, then you have Ludacris, who is a pretty useless character in this movie. Um, this is post, uh, I didn't mean to like your picture, Luda. Uh, so this is post, uh, this is post, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, I guess. Yeah, that's what really got him going. Um, now he's came a long way, I guess, in in acting and being and stuff. I'm just not. I've never been sold on him yet as an actor. Um, just, and I know that's gonna people's gonna. He had a movie with uh, Queen Latifah that's on Netflix. I thought that's like one of the worst movies of my of the year for me. I just get. I just felt like he was. I felt like everything was pointless in that movie. I know a lot of people love it. I just didn't. I didn't vibe off of it. I like Lou more. I thought Lou was better up to a point. Uh, I mentioned that because I watched them kind of back to back. Because yeah. somebody somebody recommended me watch both of those movies. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. I can't. Something about Drive or Way Home or something. I don't know. It's forgettable. I was saying um, about End of Line. 
end of the line. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but it is on my list to watch before the end of the year on Netflix. You might like it. You might like it. You might. I'm you not might a big Queen Latifah fan, though. So you're not a big Ludacris fan. I'm not a big fan of either. So, so do you feel like Queen? So with with that being said, and I'm, we'll get back to this movie. But with that being said, do you feel like the Queen Latifah take away from uh, um, uh, Hustle for you? She didn't or, take it away. But she, well, she's barely in it. I thought anyone could have played it. Any decent actress could have played that part. Um, I, I, I don't want to. I feel like it's disrespectful if I say this, but I'm gonna say it. I feel she's better in supporting roles than she is when she's leading her own movie, like Beauty Shop. That's that's a, that's one of my examples. Hated it. I didn't like it. I liked it. Was didn't she appear in one of the barbershop films? Then got her own movie. Yeah. I liked it yeah, better yeah. than that. I was thinking that's what, that was the case. I didn't like well, bringing she, down the house with Steve Martin. With I just I didn't feel I don't feel she has chemistry with people when she's kind of leading the way. And I don't know. It's just I don't know. It's just how I feel. It's fine. It's, if that's how you feel, man, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I understand. It's kind of like with Luda. Um, uh, Chris Bridges is his real name, but Ludacris. Um, I I feel like I just feel like he's he's one of those actors that um that show up and stuff, but I don't think that he's really grasped the concept of acting, like performing. Uh, and I think that you know, it, like now with him just being saddled into this Fast and Furious franchise. I don't think that he will ever really get it. Like, you know, like, cause you know, I, I, I give, I give credit to, and I'm going to just mention rappers turn actors for one, the best one out there, regardless of how you feel about the guy or how I feel about the guy is Will Smith. He's the best rapper turn actor bar none. Uh, he's really came a long way. And, uh, and he's now, I look at him more as an actor than I ever did as a rapper. Uh, and I would say Ice Cube. I give him I give him props on on his career and how he's grown. Um, I, I give I'm really good when he I give, uses the right roles. Yeah, <laughs> I give Ice T credit. I, I give Kid Cudi credit. Kid Cudi, who was in X, uh, he was the he was the black guy in X. Uh, oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, he he came a long way from like he started acting like small roles and stuff and popping up, but I think that he's really. Uh, I, I just finished watching a movie of his on Netflix. It's like an anime movie called Extravagant. Uh, uh not not extravagant, intergalactic. Um, and uh, he's really it's really good, man. And uh, and I really enjoyed just the visuals, kind of done in the same way as Into the Spider Verse was, like that type of animation. Yeah, uh, it's really, really good, man. Um, but yeah, so I think that oh, to your rapping actor, Tupac. Yeah, yeah, I, you're right about that, man. Um, Tupac only was in uh three movies, uh, Juice, Above the Rim, and uh, gang related. The third gang. Well, oh no, four movies, gang related, and and I think it's called. Not Ricochet, but um, Gridlock, Gridlock with uh, Tim Roth, um, and he really—he's also a train actor in Baltimore. 
So he was, his career was going to skyrocket and he was going to go places and uh, too bad. He was, he was cut down, but I would have loved to see him, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I would put him above ice cube actually. So I'll go will uh, Tupac and then the rest of the list. Um, but, uh, but yeah, back on your comment on ludicrous. Here's my thing about him. I, I, I don't see anything other than fast and furious with him. And I feel like he stole the, it's a different character, but he kind of stole Ja Rule's job because Ja Rule was in the first Fast and Furious movie and never was heard of again. And he did a movie with Steven Seagal, which I really liked him in. I think he could have went to places if uh, Van would have kept him on, but you know, he, he didn't. But uh, Ludacris, to me, his character is pointless, really. I mean, comic, he's, he's comic relief, really. Him and, uh, Tyrese. Tyrese. They, yeah. Just like there for comic relief. Is it? Yeah. Which Tyrese originally wasn't. I mean, he was comic relief, but he wasn't that comic relief. You know? oh, thank you, bro. I'm so sorry. He is. Don't, 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 don't drag me. I forgot he's in poetic justice. Uh, yeah. He was supposed to actually be in baby boy. It went to Tyrese, okay. uh, but, but he died. Um, he got murdered before he, uh, before that was going to shoot, that was going to film. And so, uh, uh, John John Singleton put that movie on hold for a while. And finally, he decided to shoot it and cast Tyrese as Baby Boy. It was Baby Boy was initially going to be Pac, um, which, which I think it's Tyrese's best performance. Yeah, it's, it's probably Tyrese's best performance. Uh, Ving Rain was great in that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I I like I've always been a fan of John Singleton's work. Anyway, Boys in Hood is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but have you ever seen it? Uh, Poetic Justice? No, Boys. Boys. Any John Singleton film? Yeah, Boys in the Hood. That's well most well known. Didn't he do another one with Ice Cube? Yeah, uh, How You Learning? Yeah, How You Learning? Yeah, I've seen that one too. That's Sing Baby Boy. Um, That's probably it though. Poetic Justice is his other one with he's this is one with Pac in it. Uh but yeah. My point is Ludacris is forgettable in this movie. Anyway, um uh but who isn't forgettable, who's actually really good in this movie, but then you feel like weird for saying it. Kevin Spacey is excellent in this movie as a villain. Uh yeah. he's a misunderstood villain. But it's Kevin Spacey. But it's Kevin Spacey. Honestly. Yes, I know he's he's a horrible human being, <laughs> but he's also one of the best actors we've ever seen in our generation. You know, I mean, that's not mistakenable. I mean, he just is. It just sucks that he's a horrible human being at the same time. And I feel, feel like when he plays his villainous roles, that's really him coming out. That's who he really is. But I mean, he's great. Um, you know, uh, I ain't gonna say too much. I ain't gonna give him too much praise, but you know, he, he was he was better than Martin Short. And I feel felt like they had similar characters and story arcs, but Kevin did it better here than Martin did in Santa Claus three. Uh I w I wanna say this too, man. Uh I feel like that Kevin like Kevin Spacey in himself, man. Like you uh, the usual suspects, um uh, what, um, what is it? Seven, like he is. Um, 
he's really great at playing villains. And then, like, you have a movie like uh, The Negotiator, where he's really uh, heroic and uh, uh, really... And so when it came out, what you know about his character and what he did and stuff, it, it, it hurts you. But yeah, like, like is anyone that you would tell me, like uh, you said the same thing to me about Benoit and you know other people, yeah, you know, Cosby. It it doesn't take away from who they are as a comedic or uh, actor or performer that they really did get their all in what they did. It's just that, in, but they are humans and in and being humans they are also flawed um and uh and you know you know that's the thing sin is real i feel um, if he actually got if he actually seeked help maybe he could fix his problem maybe but he's also got to realize he has a problem and mm-hmm. he just seems narcissistic and i hate to say that word but he just that's how he comes off when you see him do live interviews or anything, and yeah, John he Buck- hasn't really. What now? Yeah, you're right. I say he's never really kind of like no, he, he never really yeah, apologized but, for anything. He's made excuses, justified. Yeah, I, I feel that, Billford. Um, yeah, I mean, even I love Sylvester Stallone, but he was accused of raping a girl on Over the Top, and him and some other guy. Do I believe it? I mean, I think it's possible because I think Hollywood, their egos goes to their head and you know, fame, you know, it make you think you get away with anything. Yeah, we was talking about uh, people that's on uh, the uh, um, the ice, the uh, the list, the flight log or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, folks, there's on there. Uh, money power makes you do bad stuff. Absolutely. Um, now, I do want to get back to this movie, though. Um, because we're almost at an hour, really. Um, that um, I, I I think that Paul Giamatti is is a really good Santa Claus, and I feel like he's yeah. Santa in this movie. Um, uh, and and I was thinking, I'm trying to compare him to other Santa Clauses, uh, other you know Tim, uh, of course. Uh, but I thought that he's really he could legitimately be in a movie where he's Santa, and I and. You know, I think he did a really good job. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Paul's one of those actors, though, that could literally just about play anything. Serious, comedic. You know, he he knocks it out of the park nine times out of ten, if it's not ten out of ten. Uh, I thought he, he was a great Santa Claus. Um, in recent memory, I would say he's number two behind Tim Allen. Uh, but I'm not going through the whole list of everybody's played Santa in a big way, but in recent memory, recent films I've seen, I would say he's behind Tim Allen only um, as Santa. But, you know, I thought he did a well, great job. And I, I loved, you know, the, the bond between him and Vince Vaughn, him and Fred. You know, it's it's misguided. It's both on both parts. You know, because he's got this naughty list than Vince. Fred's like, no, every kid deserves a gift. And I, I totally agree with that because not every kid's bad. They may act up, but they're going through stuff as well. And yeah. Then, it's not black and white. It's not like just, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I agree, man. Yeah. I thought uh, their relationship, that that's what made me put this movie over for Christmases is just the energy that I got from Vince and Paul together uh, was very believable. Um, 
And I would say that it's because of Paul. <laughs> Honestly, Paul Giamani, like he makes, he seems like the type of an actor that makes everybody around him better. Um, he's really, he, he just, man, like him, like that part when they were fighting each other with snow and snowballs and stuff, it just yeah. felt like they forgot that I'm Santa Claus and whatever. You're my brother and we, we're going to have it. We're going to have it out right now, you know? Yeah. And, uh, of course, you had your Elvis song in here, so you, you know. Yeah, I was happy about that, but I tell you, one of the most underrated scenes in the movie is the siblings' therapy. You had uh, Bill Clinton's brother, who I really didn't mark out for, but the one I did mark out for was Stephen. The Slides, bro. Oh, well, oh, I forget. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean well, Frank yeah. was in it, but I don't really know much about Frank Stallone. Uh, but I do it's know funny, a lot really. about Stephen Baldwin, so I, I really marked out for that. I like yeah. Steven. I, Steven actually is like I'm I'm more so the the my my order of knowing the Baldwins comes from Alec and Beetlejuice. That's the movie that introduced me to Alec Baldwin is Beetlejuice. But Steven, uh it's uh I love anybody knows me knows I like uh Biodome. It's like one of my all time favorite like just guilty pleasure movies. And I love him uh, as I think he is Doyle uh, in that movie. Uh, but um, but yeah, I just love you know. I, just, I love uh, so when he's in his movie, I'm like yes, yeah, I, I'm, I'm 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 all about some Stephen Baldwin. But yeah, it's cool. But yeah, I think that there's other like I think Morgan Freeman's brother was in that scene. He just didn't say anything. Um, it looks like. Somebody might have been somebody uh, went online to look. Somebody said Johnny Depp's brother might have been there. Some guy kind of looks like Clint Eastwood. I'm not sure, but it's like, like it would be hilarious if if the extras around there was really legitimately these people's real brothers in this group. It would have been hilarious, and I and I would love to see more of that. I wanted to go back to that scene, but yeah, yeah it was a, it was a very fun scene. I just liked how the therapist kept saying he's not Alec. <laughs> you know, it's just I, I loved it. it. It would have been even funnier if like William Baldwin was in that scene too, like mm-hmm. trying to hold him back. It's like it's not it's not Alec. <laughs> you know, it would have been even funnier, but I love that scene. Yeah, I loved it, man. Uh and then um Frank Stallone, um like yeah, you see him in some he his grit uh wasn't as big. Now it'd been it'd be hilarious. If um Eric Eric Roberts was in it, you know, as well as Julian's yeah. brother, um, it would have been they could have really had fun. Like if I was gonna cast that scene, I would have tried my best to get as many legitimate siblings of <laughs> bigger stars that like like now if I would have did it, you would have got all the other Hemsworth brothers, <laughs> you know, and you would have got like uh the other scars guards that's not really uh, Bill, you know, because he's the more more known one now. Yeah, uh, it, it's just like it would have been hilarious though. I think that uh, if, if you get it, like uh, Michael Jackson's brothers and sisters, like all the Jacksons, <laughs> that would be hilarious. It's just like it was it was fun scene, man. Um, but all right, uh, so w- we realized that Kevin Spacey is here to shut down. He's pretty much working to shut down Christmas for everyone because he yeah. didn't get his toy 
thought was hilarious, by the way. Because he's Lex Luthor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It, it dawned on me while I was watching. I'm like, he played Lex Luthor in, uh, in the Brandon Roth uh, Superman film. So Superman Returns. Yeah, yeah, which I like personally. I personally like the movie. I know that it's panned, but I liked it. Um, but yeah, so it's funny that he he well, always wanted a Superman cape because of his glasses and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's a sweet little thing at the end, and uh, Fred completes it. I thought what what was going to happen is Fred was going to end up being the next Santa, um, but like like the this Santa will retire. I don't know. Um, but ultimately, I like the movie, though. Uh, you ready to go ahead and give the marks for it? Yeah, go ahead. Three and a half mark out of five for this movie. Wow, he went three and a half. I was expecting three higher. I give this no, one, once again, I give it a four out of five. So, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought, you know, um, Rachel's character was mis- just badly misguided in the story it's just it, it really hurt the movie in my opinion she wasn't really even necessary honestly yeah she like if this movie were played out exactly the same way with her even not in it and, uh, like it, it would have been better if instead of that vince would try to maybe adopt the kid and yeah, i was uh, hoping for that actually yeah but also, I kind of felt like they forgot that she existed in some aspects of the movie. It's like, it's like, but at the end, it's like, oh yeah, she she's here. So I need to go make that right. I need to say I'm moving in. I'm, you know, I'm not not even giving her a choice about it. It's like, hey, I'm, I gave up my place. I'm moving in. You know, we're gonna do this. Well, you like it or not? <laughs> yeah, nothing really changed for her, man. Uh, like, other than he's able to take her to Paris and in, in the sled. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but all in all, I would love to. I I would still love, and I'll say this: I still love to see another Santa Claus movie with Paul Giamatti. Like, yes, Santa, that I think that that would be brilliant. I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to Fred Claus, but I don't know if you could what you would do do with it. Um, maybe Fred Claus now has children, and and uh, and they're grooming his one son to become the next Santa Claus. Uh, maybe, but he's kind of a naughty kid, but he's also a little nice. You know, I don't know. Uh, but I just gave y'all Hollywood. I gave y'all some, at least include me. That actually might be the plot to Tim's show. (laughs) I'm I'm thinking it's something like that. I don't want to spoil anything. Because spoilers is what you do, Brandon. Um, next week, this is no spoilers. We will be uh, talking about a Christmas story and a Christmas story two, which is so it's a weird thing with the Christmas story. You had the original Christmas story, then you had a like a sequel to it called "It Runs in the Family" or something like that with one That's of the awesome. the. With one of the Culkin kids, I think Rory is playing Ralphie now. That. David Stern is in it. No, no. Well, this is the one from the uh, like it was made in like the the nineties, maybe uh, or something like it. Two thousand. It's like a. But then they had another Christmas story too, 
with David Stern as the father, uh, which was not as good. I didn't watch it, but and then uh, now you have this. So they've remade the Christmas stories, uh, at least made sequels to it, like at least three times. Um, but I liked It Runs in the Family. It had uh, actually uh, Mary Steinberger in it. She's in it as playing the mother. Uh, you know, thing about her, she's in it as the mom. I forgot who played the father in that movie. Uh, I think it's um, your boy, your guy that you like on um, that does in Clifford to play Clifford's dad, the dad in Clifford. He's also the oh. dad in Beethoven, maybe that guy. Uh, Charles Grodin. Yeah, him. Oh, um, did you also see that uh, one of the guys from The Office? I believe it was in Fred Claus, or maybe it was Four Christmases. Yeah, yeah, Kevin. One of them, the bigger guy. I forgot it. Kevin. He, he he's in, he's in Four Christmases. Okay. Yeah, I I I totally didn't realize he was in this. Also, the guy that's with him at the table is another actor as well. He was in uh, Reno Nine One One. Uh, he later on, he he's in uh, he's in the Goldbergs. He's like one of the best friends of. Jeff, but I don't know what they're doing with that scene. They canceled that character. You know, I don't know. <laughs> how are you gonna how are you gonna how are you gonna just write him off and not kill him off? I don't understand. Okay. Um but um I've never seen the Goldbergs. But I know the situation. That guy was making sexual jokes or something and got fired. Um yeah, yeah. Comedy's tricky today. Yeah. You can't. People get offended. You know, you can't just say whatever you want. <laughs> this is true. You cannot. I'm trying to find that. But anyway, uh, that's what we're doing next week. I'm trying to find that movie that I'm telling you about, uh, Runs and Family, because I want to make sure I'm right. I, I do remember it being Mary Stein, Steinberg in it uh, as the mom. Or maybe I'm totally wrong and I'm missing the mark. But it don't matter. Uh, we're going to be talking about Christmas Story and Christmas Story 2, the official sequel. Brandon might watch the other ones if he finds them. I doubt it. He has no. a plate full of, of other stuff to watch. But, Brandon, what we want people to do? Oh, we want them to like, share. And Aaron really wants you to subscribe to the podcast. Now, what I want you to do, <laughs> I just want you to have a good time. That's all. Yeah. Aaron's all about the subscribers, you know. Also, you know, I want you to have a good time too, but good time and, and subscribe at the same time. You can do both. Um, but yeah, um, I want to say is, I'm going to say Karen Koken. It's one of them freaking Koken kids in this freaking movie. Anyway, it don't matter. All right. Oh, hey, real quick. So uh, Macaulay Koken is in uh, uh, Intergalactic. So it's all animated, but he plays like an animated version of a, 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 a guy named Downtown, but it's him. It looks like him with long hair, but it's Macaulay Koken, and it's just crazy that Macaulay Koken is in this movie. So I was like, hey, Macaulay, thank you for working, buddy. I always like Macaulay Culkin. I'm glad to see him coming back out doing stuff. So, but 
In the meantime and in between time, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. With no energy. We are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. Thank you for marking out with us. You have a great rest of your week and stay safe. All righty. One day. Brandon, one day. Oh, geez. Oh, my goodness. It says end broadcast, but I don't know if it's actually ended yet, buddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well. Oh, what? It's Having trouble. The never ending podcast.